Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Two once great sides scrap over fifth place. It's the David Cameron Derby in Newcastle. Hope for a first win against Chelsea. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's Friday 29th of October. I'm Kate Mace. I'm Pete Donaldson. And you should have the Raja. Yay. <laughs> well done, Kate. If you were on the telly, at what point would your producer be um, screaming in your ear saying, hurry it up. There, yeah, can we move on? We can need we to move, move on? on to the next topic. <laughs> Have you had Drop that? the thing about Chelsea. Have you had that before? It's all the time. It it's constant. It incredibly distracting. That's all, yeah. ever, that's all telly is, is people shouting at you while you try and say things that aren't stupid. <laughs> well, actually, sometimes it doesn't really matter if you say things that are stupid, but you have to just keep talking. Yeah. Right. Worrying. That's how quite I a lot of people get away with it. I'd I wouldn't say. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know that, don't you, Vish? Eh? No, You've been I'm on not, telly all the time. You're but, a big, but I've never had you're a big Hollywood matinee idol these days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, but I've never had people in my ear. No, I've had people uh... in other people's ears, and I get like the look that they get when they're trying to tell me that someone's shouting in their ear. Oh yeah, that look. That yeah. means you're. Can you just? Rap? Yeah, it's just doing like, the yeah, little like, the fuck up. Mm. Yeah. That? I know a guy. You know works this is in, serious. I know a guy who works in telly who said that uh, the very best person he's ever worked with uh, with an earpiece is Rylan. Which Rylan. would suggest that he hasn't got much going on in his own head. <laughs> is it Rylan, is it Rylan's the one who's now doing like the car, everything? The, he's yeah. doing the car ads, isn't he? Like, oh, you've had it's another kid. Oh, that guy, car. I'm yeah. with you. Mm. Oh, interesting. Sponsors yeah. the Scottish Premier League, of course. Rylan. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cinch. Cinch. I've never known how to pronounce that, so thank you very there much. You um, yeah, welcome to Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> nice, nice to see you. There's some football. There's a lot of football at the weekend. Some of it may be good. Uh, the game we're going to start with, however, or the people we're going to talk about <laughs> first is Tottenham against Manchester United. That's a Saturday 5.30 kickoff, everybody. Do we want to dig into Spurs or do we want to dig... Oh, fish, look at... Oh. <laughs> I don't think either of you want to talk for about the, your respective for teams, the viewers do you? At ho- for the viewers at home, uh, Vish has given me a sort of puppy dog, soulful, no. confused eyes face. Um, but don't worry. I think this game will kick off. The players will take a knee and then they will just all hug each other for 90 minutes and tell them <laughs> it's going to be solidarity, okay. yeah. Like yeah. penguins in the winter. Yeah, yeah. But not in that Attenborough bit where they fling themselves at the at the cliff face. 
Oh, oh yes. Was, was that yeah. not the April Fool, the one where they fly? No, no, no. That was when they were trying to jump out of the water onto land and mm. just getting cut Bounced up on the rock. Off the rock. Actually, they may do that in this game. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit similar. It does feel a bit like two teams and, and two managers who are constantly like coming up with coming up into must win games. It's like they're, they're caught in like this fever dream of not being able to run. Yeah, while being chased, like we we talk weird. about this them being a sort of anecdotal, like the modern football thing about just being running clips, and that's why you that's why you buy Cristiano Ronaldo, for well, example. But well, their whole lives are like that. Well, how many times during uh, writing about these two teams at the moment will people write some of their parts? It's very much kind of <laughs> yeah. two teams playing terribly, each having players who could do something special on the day, but you just don't know where it's going to come from. Because Speak, the system's Eric Dyer own goal, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Although speaking about some of the parts, you make it sound like they might all like end up fused together like a rat king. Yeah, <laughs> the like, yeah, they're, they're tied, their tails tied together. Yeah, <laughs> in a big ball. All these indiv- and they become like this behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> on this, on the Spurs front, I would say I've only got a couple of things really to say because I'm broken. Mm. No, uh, because uh, I thought it was an interesting point Jules was making yesterday about this consistency that's going on at West Ham and. And obviously Nuno, part of his whole shtick at, at Wolves. And, and I, I actually looked back and was thinking about what a great record he'd had at Wolves. Because let's not forget, obviously, when he moved to Spurs, the great difficulty that he's got is that he was 50,000th choice or whatever. You mm. know, he wasn't the person they were after. And that was partly because of how it had, his squad had basically burnt out, I think, by that point at Wolves. But let's not forget, only 14 months ago... Wolves were seventh in the Premier League. They got to the Europa League quarterfinal. They played mm. 59 games with this tiny little squad. Um, and the thing that just occurred to me was that in terms of this situation where he completely switched his squad for the Arnhem, the game in Arnhem, and then, and then of course, didn't win against West Ham, it's like he's now got more available to him in terms of resu- in terms of resource he has coming to Spurs, but he's still sort of sticking to the whole, like, I've only got 11 players I want to rely on and all these other ones, I don't I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the point is of these guys. And that's a bit troubling because... You, the yeah, first you, 11 aren't playing very well. <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. And the whole point was, I, sp- I thought, was supposed to be a bit like Leeds and Bielsa. That yeah. you, can, you can swap people in and you can figure out how they all fit into the system and everyone's a cog in the greater whole. Maybe he's going to figure out the greater whole at some point. Mm. At the this stage, machine. hard to say. Yeah, so what, what it, it was um, three... Starting 11s in a row, three of the same Correct. starting 11s in, the league, in a row. Yeah, yeah in the league. Um, which is a strange one because, you know, part of the, part of the, the start of this season was about, um, you know, Paratici coming in ahead of him and, you know, negotiating yeah. all these really good deals for players. And it just seemed like those players are the ones who he's not bringing on. Mm. And I wonder if that's going to be a point of friction in the future. It might be a point of friction now. I don't know. But the... Um, the one thing it does say to me with um, with Nuno and, and like you you basically nailed the point there with regards to how low he was down on the shortlist. Mm. He's in this kind of state of trying to work out how he wants Spurs to play, who he trusts, and I wonder if there is a little bit of a hangover from that protracted manager search where he knows he's kind of I don't know he's kind of on edge. I think if you know your first choice, you know therefore you've got time. Mm. And even you know there was. I would say, you know, a lot of the Spurs journalists who who cover Tottenham do so with, I suppose, a great feeling of what happened within the club. There are a lot of people out there who write for different publications who have incredible contacts. Mm. And the, the the thing, you know, the line you can put through all of them, or rather that joins all of them, is the fact that there was a stage a few weeks ago where they were like, he might be 
close. He, you know, he might not last a season here. Mm. And I think the players know that. The players will know that and feel that as well. A lot of the time, that's where that information comes from. Mm. And I do wonder if um, it just means, you know, we're in this perpetual cycle of like having to prove himself and having to prove that he's the right man for the job, yeah. even though he wasn't like. He wasn't originally yeah. thought of as a right man. For and when job. he makes these big calls and they don't pay off again, it's like this crisis thing. I suppose not dissimilar, but for different reasons to what we're talking about with it, Ole Solskjaer. It obviously doesn't make for very thoughtful management. It just no, and just he's supposed to be a thoughtful constantly. manager. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be someone who fits his team together and, and works. And, and the pressure was off a little more at Wolves, so yeah. he's not enjoying. He may be enjoying a better squad, but he's just probably not enjoying the the pressure so much. Yeah, I would I would say the thing at Wolves, and it's, it's something that Spurs and Manchester United have in common, is that they're not they're not just fighting to to be you know higher than where they are, to be better than how they are now. They're fighting for something that they had in the past, yeah. And that is the real struggle there because they're never really going to find it. And also, what, what you know, what that success was back then is different to what it is now because of the teams around them, because of what's happened. Well, because of how Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea have ticked up now. They've raised mm. the standard. Well, they they've moved the goalposts, and they're still, you know, fighting for that. Even the fact that you know both clubs are linked to Pochettino for very different reasons. Pochettino, because what he gave to Spurs and. Manchester United because Pochettino could do that for United when they were doing that regular on the regular in you know the nineties and two thousands. So they're both in this in this weird kind of headspace. Yeah, one of the things I think connects to that a bit is the situation with Deli Ali and how he um, he obviously fell out of favour under Mourinho and there was that famous cringe moment in the All or Nothing documentary where he called him lazy and. Ah, that's sorry, it's blowing my mind. Do you remember? And it was all just like <laughs> he asked me like to see his, your his brother. Sort of, Where's your brother gone? Or, yeah, yeah, Delhi just sort of laughed. But then why are they putting that out? That's quite stressful. Yeah. And then comparatively, at the start of this season, um, this may sound like real Poindexter stuff, but just in terms of watching the social media accounts, it's always interesting to see which players are being pushed on the social media channels because obviously that is part of a strategy. It's not just by accident. Someone happens to be walking past Delhi and thinking, oh, he looks flair today. Let's give him a shout out on the Mm. social media. And he was all over, all over official Spurs Twitter. You know, they were on about all those sort of, we go again kind of pictures at the start of the season. And it seems like the idea was that, yeah, he would be cool to their, to their plan. And again, he's, he's really dropped off. He's not, he's not scoring any goals from open play. He's not making assists. Do you, do you think Nuno has the passwords for the, for the Twitter accounts, for the CMS, for the content management system on the website? Like, it, do they really talk? Do they? Yeah, is there definitely. kind of like a PR kind of like? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because there's there's a whole lot of stuff. I remember speaking to, I think it would have been someone at Spurs actually about this idea of like there's a real there can be a real fight if, mm. for example. I'm thinking probably this is more in the Mourinho era, but I'm sure it happens in all cases where someone was being pushed like. I won't say the, who the player was, but there was mm. someone was pushed, or some pictures and stuff were put out on uh, social media when he was creating out quite a difficult, f- a difficult right. situation for the manager at the time, mm. and, they, and they, it just all kicked off because it was like you're presenting a case that's making my life a lot more, a lot difficult, more difficult, and you're all you're supposed to do is support this. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah. So but yeah, I, w- I would very much like to hear those conversations. <laughs> how you sort of go, not whom. <laughs> yeah. Tinker Taylor soldiers, but not him, not the soldier. <laughs> Knock him over. 
<laughs> and also you imagine the two, the two people having the conversation are very different because you imagine whoever it is it's like working in social media is probably quite like young and creative and a bit irreverent <laughs> yeah. and the manager's like <laughs> exploding whereas over at teams like Newcastle you get calendars printed with players who are, have left the club <laughs> some months earlier <laughs> imagine like going through the comments of like, so this is what we did last week it's like why are you calling me a fraud <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you don't want to scroll down too far there James <laughs> Had a very erotic bit of slash fiction <laughs> about you. <laughs> um, we won't we won't let you get away without talking a bit a tiny bit about Manchester United. Although I know we have we have talked a fair bit about them this week. So, um, <laughs> got any last words? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know. Really, I, I, I'm quite like. Actually, I will say on on um, on Monday you did misquote me from Thursday's show because you said I was. <laughs> I was overly excited by the comeback against Atalanta, and 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 did you know, I? Okay, yeah. When really I was saying, like, actually within games, what you liked the is... second half, you had an exciting time. But yeah, yeah. I was trying to say you were a bit, you were therefore a bit like your enjoyment was a bit elevated mm. because yeah. of that. That was the last thing you'd seen. But it, the, but the it was, was it was it was almost it, it, it's more that in the game there is more excitement, but out of the game there is more worry. But what we know of Manchester United from what's come out this week is the fact that Solskjaer's situation seems to be that he has the next three games. and Well, he's been defended and protected by Sir Alex Ferguson at the training ground. Yeah, mm. I, I did find that quite enjoyable that the um, you know Sir Alex Ferguson was at Carrington and then there was, um, you know, uh, I suppose a, a word from the club that said, oh, no, no, he was there for a... For an appointment that was um, you know, unrelated, unrelated, organised. <laughs> I'm just going to use one of the uh, the scales or something. No, but, but one yeah, of the... he doesn't have a printer at home, yeah. so he's just. <laughs> yes. You need to renew his, renew his road tax. Oh. So Alex, are, you, are they all in colour? Because we, yeah, we should charge you fifty p a go. But, but it, but it turns out, well, well, you know, one of the reports was saying that he was going there to get a new club suit fitted, and you know, fa- at fam- the training ground. Famous, right, famously, yeah. where the, be- the every every training ground has a tailor. Piece. Yes, we, we exactly. know. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. One of, you know one of the great. Go one of those wonders. blocks in the hotel. Yeah, and also like if if you're Sir Alex Ferguson, a tailor will come to you. Uh, yeah, I mean the tailor would do that. It yeah. just would. The question is though, where he parks? Because you know how Solskjaer said he would use Sir Alex, Fer- so he wouldn't use the manager's bay previously mm. because that was Sir Alex's. But then after he became permanent manager, am I right about that? I, th- I think he's, I think he, he then is started using it. Using yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> What would he? I don't know. So I should be like, you can drive into my office if you want. Just can't just <laughs> smash through the windows and place yourself uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was thinking of getting a Charlie Kane style oil slick, Sir Alex. Yes. Oh, that'd be dangerous because he's an old man now. Yes. He'd skid on that, wouldn't he? <laughs> so we're not trying to imply that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is trying to undermine the health of Sir Alex Ferguson. Right. Yeah. Quite, not, quite no, the reverse. No, but what fish. a romp that would be in Hollywood. <laughs> Solskjaer, the, the haunted little European teenager. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer trying to kill Sir Alex Ferguson. Fantastic. Okay, so you completely buy that line about Sir Alex. And I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying anything right now. Um, I, I think the... Charles Twitt's got a sale on anyway. So. <laughs> but the... Yeah, it, so in, in terms of, like, if we're talking specifically about this game, as I, you know, as I said at the start, there is so much about this being a must-win, but, but Solskjaer needs to show more than that. And, I, I you know, I've spoken... About him on this show, I think maybe about last year actually. I think because we, we put out, I think we put out a clip as we do on social media, and loads of people were giving me pushback about how like, oh, you know, it's too early, it's too early this, too early that. And I think a lot, just just because something is early in the piece, you can still recognise, you know, 
trigger warnings. Patterns. And, yeah, and, and patterns are unlikely to change. What you might say is the thing about the weekend is that, Pete, you've gone, they've gone so far, there's such a cock-up on Sunday that you would think that Solskjaer has to actually make decisions. Decisions including not playing Harry Maguire, who looks like he only has a remote idea of what a football pitch does. Well, isn't Varane coming back from uh, injury? He'll probably do that thing again if we bring him back way too early. But yeah, look, it's a team full of bloody lightning rods, isn't it? It's just, it's just no, whatever whatever small modification he makes to his lineup, it'll be blown out of proportion. It'll be, you know, this massive political thing. But fundamentals is there's just there's just too many kind of big stories, and he's quite a small manager. I think so. You've got kind of got to manage those a little bit. But I think you could. I think the way that Ronaldo's coming into the side, and like you say, you know, th- th- there's no pressing. Manchester United don't seem to want to be interested in in, in pressing. But it just means that Pogba had a good start the season out, out sort of left coming in um, and now he's been pushed in the middle Jaden's over on the left now it's, it just seems like everything's kind of fitting round accommodating the story rather than the footballer that is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo so look it, it, no doubt the way that both teams are playing it's going to take one off the arse kind of goal to uh, to let both managers limp on a little bit a little bit later, or it could just be a goal of straw. <laughs> either neutral, way, uh, either way, it won't be much of a spectacle. No, sorry, it will be an excellent spectacle. It won't be much of a game for me. Okay, so it sounds like Pete uh, Vish and I aren't necessarily looking forward to the Saturday. What what time is that? On five thirty kickoff. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to the three o'clock kickoff at St James's Park? <laughs> Hey, Against Chelsea. Agent Shelby, ready for selection in the Toon Metaverse. Loving it. He's back, baby. <laughs> Graham Jones' first game in interim charge. Uh, second Put- game? First game at home. Sorry, I think first maybe. home yeah, game yeah. in interim charge. But, uh, Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll probably be his last as well, you imagine. But I, the thing that makes me giggle is that everyone's kind of, I, I mean, um, we'll probably come and talk about it, but like Newcastle had to clarify the statement they made about oh about wearing, um, about <laughs> allowing the, not even allowing, but recommending that Newcastle fans don't turn up the ground with uh, Arabic clothing. Unless uh, or Middle you Eastern usually would head do. Covers, unless you usually would do is a beautiful turn of phrase. Um, <laughs> And they've gone back on that and went, ah, do what you want. Clearly from from someone in higher power, just went, oh, they 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 love me. So it's let's, let's... it says just like, the quote from it says, those who wish to support the club by wearing appropriate culturally inspired clothing should feel free to do so as mm. they see fit. We are inclusive to all. I do like, I do, I think this might be indicative of how Newcastle United are going to be run for the next 10 years because it is, I think we assume because there's a lot of money sloshing around that they're sensible. They've shown themselves not to be sensible in every sense of the fucking word. Uh, and so it, it, it's, it's uh, we assume that it's going to be plain sailing and it's all going to be gravy. But I think it might be a lot of fun watching Newcastle United, how they deal with this PR stuff oh, yeah. going forward. Well, I'm sure you saw the, the reaction to the Josh Cavallo support yeah, tweets. Um, yeah, Ridiculous. Which is a, which <laughs> is a whole other section. Uh, yeah, so the clarification statement means what? That means everyone's going to be dressed up as camels and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> camels. <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, I said it at the time. Uh, if you, you you feel a need to do that, um, maybe maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make it, and I'm not going to roll back that statement. To be quite frank. It's the, just a mark of respect. But just it, a mark of respect. It was the way the first statement came out and it was basically like, oh, don't do this. And it's like, we should clarify that. You are allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we were just talking about social media. I wouldn't be surprised if the Newcastle account 
tweet a photo on the weekend of, of someone in traditional Arabic headdress. Celebrating. Oh, do you reckon, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, they probably yeah. won't be celebrating given that they're hosting Chelsea, <laughs> but whatever. Be, being pleased, clapping. In a pleased way. Um, but you might be sorted for January, which is good news, Pete, because um, a boffins update for you. Boffins. <laughs> Some have designed an AI system to select the transfer targets that you can... I don't know if it's specifically just Newcastle's t- transfer targets. Mm. Um, but yeah, would you like to hear the, who they should be? I think oh, we just... picked them out. Are we the AI system? It sounds a lot like our Patreon thing. Yeah, okay, so... J- James Tarkovsky, Ross Barkley, Dominic Solanke and Jesse Lingard. I mean, they've just read the exact same Daily Mail article like, a month ago <laughs> that we did. As if Daesh doesn't have enough bother on be... without having people raiding his club. Computers are raiding his club. It'd be, it'd be so funny if they went through, you know, if they've just gone through the Daily Mail website to pick up transfer targets and they're like, have we just gone through the... the... Sidebar of shame here. Why are you linked with Michelle Keegan? Why is Logan Paul here? <laughs> Does Kendall Jenner play up front? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, though, like obviously, you know, I'm sure they've just used a you're they're just using a computer like normal people, and yeah. someone's like, well, AI probably. There's definitely going to be some kind of human interaction there. Yeah. They haven't just gone, oh Alexa, who does def- who does defending good? Like it's not it's not like that, is it? <laughs> and with those kind of like AI images, if you zoom in long enough. You just see dogs after a while, don't you? Yeah. Also, so, if they used AI, they wouldn't be able to sign anyone because they're like, oh, show us where the pedestrian crossing is. And they wouldn't be able to do it. They'll yes. Oh, what are these numbers that we've slightly, you know, glazed over? Skewered, yeah. That's exactly. the most difficult thing there is on nah, a computer, isn't point it? Point out a tractor, point out a plane, it's point never out a, tractor. a bike. It's always like a million uh, likes. Traffic lights, and you right. can't tell is the end of a traffic light a traffic light, or is it? Is the, does the post count? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Ooh, highlight the players who's still going to be here in two years' time. Yeah, I mean, would you apparently Eden Hazard is being linked? All right, uh, as are many, but whatever. Are you interested? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's not having a very nice time, is he? But I, I, I think Newcastle United need more footballers who don't see football as a be-all and end-all. I think that's a healthy set of... I think it's a, a healthy thing to have around the club. Someone to give a, give the uh, the underperforming Newcastle players uh, a little bit of information that is basically, lads, it's just football, don't worry about it. <laughs> because they've looked very unworried about football vote thus far. Let's take this to its zenith. Let's take this to the end of the line. I think that should probably be our strap line. I like it a lot. Yeah. Would you like to hear what uh, Romelu Lukaku's agent Federico Passarello has been saying about Newcastle? Right. He says, Newcastle should not make the mistake about overpaying players to attempt them to go to Newcastle at this point. Newcastle is not Paris in terms of the beauty of the city. Oh my goodness. It's a bit of a day for someone who could have made a lot of money if he just, you know, towed the party line. He's done himself a disservice there. <laughs> yeah, he's also, he's not, it doesn't sound like he's, agents maybe just shouldn't give interviews. He also says during his last season at Manchester United, Romelu always had Chelsea in his head, Real Madrid as well, I have to admit. You don't have to admit. Yeah. yeah. Well, seeing as I'm being honest, because I'm a football agent and that's what I do, I can't help but tell the truth. <laughs> that is I've, very weird. I've stayed in two uh, Airbnbs uh, in the past five years, one in Paris, one in Newcastle, uh, and which and one shower that I put turned on, uh, It would when you turned on the shower, uh, poo would come out of the um, sinkhole. Now, what? was it in Paris or was it in Newcastle? It was in Paris. So, Good Mr... Lord. Uh, Pastorello <laughs> the, the Wind plug. it in You're talking about the plug Poo coming out the sink mate uh, 
Gross. <laughs> What's like diarrhea and that's, poo? And that's why I don't no, like diarrhea. Paris. It's not coming straight. It's not pure. coming out of someone's bum. Yeah, straight out of someone's <laughs> bum and out your sink. How's it? The sewage system's all buggered. So like I know you've got, I know you've got Evian coming out of your taps, but <laughs> this is slightly different. There's not someone there waiting for them to turn it it's on. Space like, right. better for your skincare regime. <laughs> as I thought, as I thought, you knew. It's not the Burj Khalifa where they don't actually have a sewage system. They just have trucks taking out the shit and then bringing back empty. <laughs> no one. way. Really? Have, it's not linked to the sewage system. It's insane. It's just every night, just these big fucking sewage lorries just take all the poo out of the Burj Khalifa. Good oh. Wonderful. Natural What a wonders. plan. Nah. Have, we, have we got a sewage system? Because that's quite important. Nah, we'll just use lorries. <laughs> Is he shouting cool. to the guy at the top? Hello? <laughs> David? <laughs> <laughs> you, no, no, you don't. Nothing. Well, no. just chuck it down here. We'll we're catch not, it in this truck. We're not giving you passport back. No, that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> Did you do the sewage? Pete says he's got poo coming out of his <laughs> What have you been up to? Yeah. And the weirdest one in around in the Gulf is playing golf in those areas because right. similarly, in that case, you know they're over-engineering it. But with the with the grass on the golf courses, it's like every single blade of grass has got a little hose going to it. Oh, because it just it just dies if it doesn't. Oh, it must it's bloody be, desert. Yeah. Yeah. How is yeah. there grass? How is there eighteen holes worth of grass? Are they, they're, many, they're many links courses in the desert, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be. Yeah. Um, do you feel full of optimism? Also, last thing before we go to a break, Pete, by the fact that Graham Jones went to watch an under 23s game against Wolves this week. Steve Bruce would never do that, would they? Say people on Twitter. Uh, well, he wouldn't. But then um, I think Steve Bruce probably keyed into how um, successful the under 23s have been over the past twenty years. Uh, they are frequently dreadful. So. Well, maybe he's gonna start. Maybe he's the... gonna start pulling out players and, and, and playing them. Why? Why was this? Like a the long staffs. <laughs> why was this a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Why was this a thing? Did like, you take a selfie, being like, "Oh, just training, getting ready for the oh, weekend." Oh no, I just think I just think Newcastle starved of information. Now the kind of the circus has, has arrived in the circus, so to speak, and the the the, the, the world's media are watching Newcastle United a little bit more. They're seeing Graham Judges attending an, an under twenty threes, and that's progress. Right. Because Steve okay. Bruce would not do that. This is a bit of PR. Because he were like went PR, on holiday for too long and stuff. Yeah. He would have been on a sunbed. He would have been in Portugal, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 And like catching the wrong <laughs> jet to go, whatever, mm. it's, whatever you fly into Newcastle Airport on. Uh, if you're after lots more uh, football and European insight, please get your ears around the latest episode of On the Continent. Dotton, Lars Sivertson and Nicky Bandini for this one. I think Brass is having a wild old time somewhere. But anyway, they offered a post-mortem on Ronald Koeman's time at Barcelona and picked through the latest rounds of uh, Jose Mourinho's nonsense at Roma. Get it on Football Ramble Presents. Sign up now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Detective Aberline. Hearing you, Aberline. Go ahead. We've got the body of a male on Derwood Street, Whitechapel, just behind the tube, a Mark Allen Nichols. His throat has been cut, a stab wound below his shoulder blade, and, uh... Continue, please, Detective. Yeah, she's, uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy and decocked him for good measure. The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning. That was Jackie's way. Evil, bloodthirsty, sexually explicit and just, yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me, yours truly, moi, that's uh, me, detect lead detective, Freddie Aberline of Scotland Yard. There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member then. Jesus Christ. Oh, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death metal? Zombie nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good Lord, she stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. (laughs) Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel murders retold. By the makers of The Offensive. Available now on all podcast platforms. Sorry, Sally, I got your shoes. Oh, it's my wagamama from earlier. Let's have a closer look. Looks like noodles. Nope, him. Jackie the Ripper. Hold on to your bollocks. I'm bored watching Newcastle. Little breezy bonus there. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway with me, Vish, and Pete with you today, this fine Friday or Saturday or Sunday or any day you care to listen to it. Now it is time for some of these. I want, I want, (laughs) I want you to read my email. I want, I want, I want you to read my email. I want, I want, I want you to read my email. The email, in case you haven't emailed before, is show at footballramble.com. Oh. We've been using the old one, haven't we? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Robin dancing on my own. <laughs> Was that made by uh, Jeremy from Peep Show? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was indeed from Toby Bishop. We haven't had that one in a while. And, I don't uh, think I've never heard, heard that. that. <gasps> no, I don't think I've heard I'm, that. I've definitely heard it before. Right. Well, you're it's, in it. You yeah. probably had to record that bit. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how recording works. It's smashing. I enjoyed it immensely. Ben Morris has got in touch. Hope all's good. Following Conor from Austin in Texas's uh, poor attempt to claim uh, a sort of long-distance record by seeing Blackpool play 
I can almost double the length. I once travelled from Queenstown uh, in the South Island of New Zealand to Wolverhampton to see the Mighty Wanderers get thumped 4-1 at home to Southampton in our doomed 2003-2004 Premiership season. It was the first and only time I ever took my now wife to a game and she doesn't fancy going again. A distance of uh, nearly 12,000 miles one way, a round trip of 39,000 kilometres or 24,000 miles. So I'm unsure if this qualifies for a lucky fan or longest distance. Incredible stuff, Ben Morris. At least Uh, you got to see goals though. Yeah. Would you be massively jet lagged or would you have broken through that by travelling for so long? I imagine you probably would have got over it. I, I think a nil nil would have been worse. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But do you think he left early? <laughs> <laughs> and disgust. <laughs> yeah. A mate of mine, um, when he was working in politics, he's a big West Ham fan. Him and his other mate who works in politics, also a West Ham fan, travelled um, across three, basically from when they left Melbourne to when they got back to Melbourne was three days with a playoff final in the middle wow! and they they didn't sleep through, through any of it and the photos before and after when they're leaving the ground and when they arrive back in melbourne are fucking incredible yeah <laughs> they must have been hallucinating yeah that? they were after but they, 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 they'd won that it was vaste's um the one vaste scored the winner they uh yeah i think they were fueled by that and then suffering for that a few weeks afterwards yeah <laughs> um i've got an email from joshua payne on the recent topic of strange things smuggled into football i witnessed the anomaly at huddersfield versus hull a couple of weeks ago See the attached photos of a man wielding a wooden dining chair after the, ma- after the match. I'd see him during the game <laughs> waving it around recklessly after each of Huddersfield's well-deserved goals. He also used it for its original use throughout the match, even though he had a plastic chair like the rest of us paupers. What next? People bringing in a beanbag? Oh, I like that. I would bring in a beanbag. Yeah, it's yeah. a good idea. I've no idea how he got it through the incredibly tight turnstiles and also why the security staff allowed it. <laughs> this is a bit of a theme this week, isn't it? Of people sending in ideas. I'm not sure Josh Payne backs this concept, but ideas that we actually quite like. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. taking your favourite chair to football is kind of inspired. Was it in a German football stadium where they had like a, they had basically had like a film night? And they had arranged couches to watch it on the big screen. Oh, lovely. And that looked really nice. And they also had like little beanbag chairs. Well, whenever yeah. you see like Middle Eastern uh, dignitaries at football, they always have massive chairs, don't they? They always have massive, yeah. comfortable, kind of like yeah. strange longuesses and, uh, and, and big thrones, uh, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Comfy big thrones, thrones. basically. It, uh, I mean, maybe we'll see that in Newcastle this season. I'd love to see that. Fantastic. I think you might. <laughs> I, think you, I think if, um, you know, football fans do have a bit of an aggression problem, I think if you're sat in a beanbag chair, you can't be that Because <laughs> no, it takes ages to get, get up. Get up, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he could balance the chair, just thinking of dimensions, in mm. front of the plastic chair. I'm surprised it would fit on the little ledge. Also, imagine it's hard it, enough to be a little bag under there sometimes. Yeah. Imagine mm. if you're sat behind them and he's just like a <laughs> bit higher than everyone else. Like, <laughs> he's not making up for anything. Uh, email us show at footballramble.com Keep them coming on Twitter as well at Football Ramble. Now, what have we got here? Aston Villa hosting West Ham. That one is Sunday at two o'clock. Um, reeling from the news to Aston Villa that their right back Matty Cash has switched allegiance to Poland. This week, ahead of their World Cup qualifiers. Matty Zwoty, more like. Yes, very good. He has been tweeting in Polish. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I think his mum speaks it, doesn't he? Oh, okay. She might be helping out. Get a bit old Google Translate. Google Translate, I guess, yeah. I kind of love this. Like a lot, actually. Mm. So I grew up in Ealing, which has um, a big Polish community. And during the 90s and 2000s, Obviously, because it's this country, there was a lot of anti Polish sentiment in Mm. the area to the extent that I would go to school with people who were of Polish backgrounds who would basically try and hide it 
Oh, mate, it was it was like at that time it was kind of like, oh, they've invented a new race for people to be racist about. Yeah, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. For, like from my perspective, as a youngster, I was like, how has this happened? They've just, we're just here. We've got a new thing to be upset about. Yeah. <laughs> In the Northeast where everyone is British. <laughs> but then there was like, obviously, so Phil Jagielka has um, Polish heritage. And I, I remember on international duty, maybe ahead of a game against Poland, where he talked about it and he just mm. talked about it in a manner that I think a lot of like Polish people who were born, were, I suppose, born in the country, so yeah. second, third generation Polish people would have like really resonated with it. And I, I think this is pretty cool, especially like he's tweeting Polish, posing with like Polish dignitaries yeah. and stuff like that. He's yeah. been talking about it for quite a while, hasn't he? He's sort of maybe yeah. thinking about declaring because, yeah, I think it's cracking. It's method acting, I guess. Or not acting. Yeah. Well, no, I think he, you know, some, he like, feels it. As, as someone who like, who definitely grew up very much with keeping my like, Sri Lankan heritage at arm's length. Mm. You always grow up and end up thinking like, God, why did I do that? I've missed out on so much. I don't mm. really speak the language properly. And like, he's just like, through football, I suppose, has been able to embrace it in a, in a more thorough way. Yeah. Ah, another thing Villa have missed out on um, was the Champions League final being played at Villa Park. Yeah. I'm not sure. This is a Birmingham Mail headline that we enjoyed about uh, that they offered to host down, uh, host, they offered to host the most recent Champions League final, but they were turned down because because they're not a, is it five star the top one? They're not a five star stadium, and they no. can't have enough seats. However, so which is, they've been kind of a bit mocked for this, but there were only what sixteen thousand people at the Champions League final. Well, the, the re- I think the reason they asked to host it was because it was. Um it was Man City Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so they, it was, they didn't want people travelling. It's not. I mean, it's quite a good idea, to be yeah, honest. And yeah. instead, oh, it was in Portugal, right? Yeah, so like obviously Wembley um, put itself forward, but then they thought that'd be too advantageous to Chelsea fans and, and Chelsea broadly in terms of representation there. So yeah, Aston Villa was. You know, I, I used to love the FA Cup semi-finals yes, at Villa Park. I did too. Mm. It was the such worst a, thing they did was play them at Wembley. I yeah, that. just because they wanted a bit of money back because they spent fucking too much on it. <laughs> Take yeah. it back to Villa Park. Take it back to Villa Park. We'll start the campaign very soon. Apparently, a Czech billionaire is going to buy part of um, West Ham. Mm. But not, he can't, Take it away from the Dildo Brothers. <laughs> Can't take it away just yet. He's, he's getting uh, a big stake, though, isn't he? Because they they get fined or something if they sell it because of the deal they did on the London Stadium. Uh, if they sell it before the middle of twenty twenty three, right? They fined. But anyway, they seem to be doing a great job at the moment. So time goes very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? This As we all know. This dude Kratinsky. What's his he's got, name? He's got two point five billion or something. He's a Daniel he, Kratinsky. Yeah. He's known as the Czech Sphinx. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Like a big mean? cat. He's yeah. inscrutable. Cat man. Uh, oh, God. He speaks in riddles. I don't fucking made of know. Sand? I don't know. <laughs> Losing part of his nose. <laughs> Carved by slaves. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he what is... does that mean? That's no, it means yeah. he's inscrutable. You know, he's a human centaur. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> you know what sphinxes are? They do riddles. You turn up. They do riddles. Is that what the sphinx is? Yeah, so the sphinx is the, the, the face of a woman and the body of a lion. And they, you come yeah. up to them and they go, okay, do a riddle or I'll answer a riddle or I'll attack you. So, right, okay. And if so, you answer, if you're clever and wise, then they don't the, attack. The Sphinx will attack you. Correct. Right. But I've I, never seen it attack the anyone. The thing is, he's yeah. also very, they're mainly made so of stone, dosa. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, the, he's, I think the idea is they're inscrutable because they're not going to give anything away. They ask you this amazing riddle. They're not going to be like, oh, if I, you know, if I rub my nose, it means that it's green. Well, that's well I, I love... fell off, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so like, oh, they'd be like, oh, what gets wetter as it dries? Exactly. Yeah. Or a towel, and they're like, 
you're free to go. Yes. Sounds like a prick. They don't <laughs> give anything away, is right. the point. And that is the same with this dude, Kratinsky. Right, okay. Dokey. Apart from he's going to give away a shitload of his money to buy a bit of West Ham. They don't give anything away emotionally. Emotionally, right. <laughs> so he doesn't care about West Ham is what you're saying. Okay. I don't think West Ham are going to be giving any goals away. Guys, this, this is not... I'm not claiming that I have called him the Czech Sphinx. I'm right, just okay. saying that I've had a little look around and that's what people say. The Czech Sphinx? He's known as. I just think you'd know a little too much about Sphinx. I think you're in, mm. in the pocket of Big Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to buy 27% of the club. He ha- he owns Spotterbrog and has stakes in Rommel and Sainsbury's. Do you want to take issue with any of those claims? Fish. Uh, I mean, I don't shop at, shop at Sainsbury's. and I no. can't, can't send sticks by mail. No, yeah. You can send riddles by mail, can't you? <laughs> you can. And you can be really inscrutable because you're not even there. Uh, yeah, they value the club at 600 to 700 million pounds. Mm. Do you reckon that's gone up with, with how they've been. Yeah, How definitely. Done. Why yeah. not? Because yeah, if they're pushing towards Europe now. the whole time, that, that's a different kind of club. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabby Agbon says this week that West Ham are now the biggest club in London apart from Chelsea. So they're not the biggest club in London. Correct. <laughs> 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 Big game in uh, the championship. Uh, Fulham host West Brom. That is the early kickoff on Saturday, so you can cram that all in before you mm. get to anything else. Uh, second v third in the championship and the great thing about it is we get Pete to see Alexander Mitrovic mm. 15 goals in 14 championship games yeah and, and Fulham are apparently unbeaten in their last 11 against West Brom so I, I, I don't know what team Ishmael will be uh, picking but uh, Snodgrass looked uh, good in the last match it's, it, it, it's good that teams at this point in the season are starting to have massive selection issues that's going to upset everyone <laughs> <laughs> that, that will make the championship the best league in the world. <laughs> apart, from, apart from when the same teams that get relegated come back come up. Come back the up there, yeah. <laughs> this because is what... in, a, in a truncated uh, strangled market, they can't offload players. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this game like smacks me as. Like, you know, I think they're playing each other again in March and that will be the next important game after the, well, the, the more important game after this one. Because mm. mm. we're just going to be in that cycle now of, because of the parachute payments. And I know a lot of people have talked about it, but like... Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing as well as they are because they've been able to keep their best players. They've almost got like the best, Fulham have almost got the best situation with Mitrovic because they know he's a championship specialist. They can keep him on board when they're in the Premier League and not necessarily start him. And if he kicks up a fuss, they can loan him back to the championship where he's happier. Yes. And he can do his business and then they can get him back. It's like, you know, you know, putting something on layaway. Yeah. I don't necessarily need it now. So it's a, they're basically airbnb Mitrovic. <laughs> yes, they basically are. what they're doing. It's working out great. Mm. On the point about the, the teams being the same at the top of the championship and the bottom of the uh, the Premier League, Norwich's sporting director, Stuart, Pe- Stuart Webber, says the one positive when you get beat 7-0 is you got nowhere to hide. Some things that have been said are scandalous to say we've not had a go or we've accepted relegation already after nine games. It's a disgrace. <laughs> what what is his counter argument? I think he's just like you can't say that to my face. Please don't say that to my face. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think to be fair, a lot of the stuff that has been said of Norwich has been massively over the top. But yet again, he's if, your colleague, if, right? Wait for him to be here and then take him on. Who? No more. Why? What was he saying? He's really, really. No, no. But okay. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. But at this, but I was going to say. But at the same time, you can't put the performances they have put in. And expect people not to come to the decision that they come to that, 
that you are not necessarily tanking, mm. but are not exactly putting in a great effort to stay in a league that you fight so hard to be. Lose seven, then you start going, oh, they had a red card. It was, like, it was in the 65th minute. <laughs> That's not good enough. Yeah. His counter-argument is, it really grates on me, this obsession with money, money, money. Only one team can win the Premier League. So are the, are the other 19 all failures? Bullshit. No. What does that even mean? Then you hear you've got to go for it. Football is an infinite game. It'll be played long after we're all dead. <laughs> what is he suggesting there? It's going to go on forever. and Nothing that he does is going to affect it. You don't have to influence the wider game. It's it's a weird take on you know. He his... doesn't seem to be able. They don't even so seem to be able a... to influence their own game. Yeah, so, so got I don't a lot really... on his plate. Just look after like the matches you've got coming up, and you know you've, you've got some big ones <laughs> very very soon. It's it's a new twist on like history is written by the victors, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you know the people who are defeated. Well, we don't fucking matter, do we? So who, who gives a shit? Yeah. All right, it's time to get to our Betway Forward to score picks, everybody. Have you chosen? Yes, you have. Good. Checking. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Entry to Betway's Forward to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. And today, we're going to go for game one to Pete Donaldson. The first game is Tottenham against Manchester United. The time is Saturday, 530 Mm, uh, I'm going to go for Bruno Fernandes, please. Okay. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. Game two, <laughs> Norwich against Leeds United. That is Sunday at two o'clock. Vish, who have you gone for? I am going to go for Jack Harrison. I purely because he's doing a lot of shooting. And, I, and, you know, we've just spoken about Norwich. Leeds have got to win this. And they've got to win it by a few. And Harrison, I think, has... Struggled a bit in front of goal compared to how he was the last two years at Leeds. And I think this is when he gets back into it. You like the look of his personal XG. All right, for the next one, game three, it's Aston Villa against West Ham. That's Sunday at 4.30. Luke is the man we've got to step up for this one. Hey, everyone. Luke here. And I've been asked to pick the first goal scorer in Aston Villa versus West Ham on Sunday. And I think I'm going to go for my man, Mikel Antonio, again. Uh, he's been in good form. West Ham are absolutely purring, so I can see Mikel Antonio getting the first goal. Why do we think Luke Morris hiding under his duvet with the torch <laughs> when he's recording that for us? No idea. <laughs> Game four, Wolves against Everton. It is that's the Monday eight o'clock kickoff. This is me. I'm up for this one. Despite all suggestions to the contrary, and probably, I mean, luckily it's game four, so, you know, we'll be out by then, never mind. Um, I I know he hasn't scored yet. That's the spirit. Yeah, I know he hasn't <laughs> scored yet so far in the league, but I just got a feeling, uh, and I just want to remind you all that I did get it correct last time I picked, just in case well you missed done. that. Um, yeah, I've just got a feeling about Adama Traore. So our four picks for Betway's four to score are Bruno Fernandes for the, f- uh, for the Tottenham game, Sorry, for the Tottenham against Manchester United game. Uh, for Norwich Leeds United, it's Jack Harrison. That's Vish. Uh, Aston Villa, West Ham, Luke and his torch have gone for Mikel Antonio. And I'm picking Adama Traore for Wolves versus Everton. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com slash forward to score. Further T's and C's apply 18 plus. Please do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Okay, people, it is now time for Luke's game slash Mason's game. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. You're not fucked. 
I get sent that every now and again over um, over DM on Instagram or Twitter. People just saying, this is what I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice your friends support you. I know, yeah. In, in your yeah. line of work. Okay, as you may have noticed, Luke Moore is not here to... Um, to manhandle things into existence. So I'm going to be looking after Vish going up against Pete. Vish, of course, are you ultimate champion or something at the moment? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm the sphinx of Luke's game. <laughs> I can't be screwed. The, the sphincter, more like. Okay, um, Pete, you're the challenger. Constantly so... screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> screwed to within an inch of my scrutable life. Fortunately. So, as I recall, that means that Pete goes. He's a scrut man. First, yeah. Ready to scrut things up in here. I'm gagging for scruting. <laughs> scrut things up. Anyway. Are you gonna, so, like, the, so the la, Pete, the last time we played, yeah. Marcus was um, bringing the game into disrepute. Right. But he was doing it in a manner that was against me, but also I was quite for mm. because it kind of raised you into um I think you got quite excited by it. Right, okay, yeah. Marcus is quite Marcus is very competitive, but he, he gnaws his football inside and out. So he, but it, sometimes his uh, his boldness uh he falls foul of his own boldness and uh yeah and the snail gets over the line first. <laughs> so I'm I'm really tempted to throw this and give you the, <laughs> and give you the title. Ah yes I think it'd be really funny if you had it. This is massive <laughs> Unbelievably overt mind games mm. from the Luke's game it's Sphinx not, in the corner. I, I reckon I'm going to throw this for you, Pete, because mm. I think it'll be funny. You're such a loser, Pete. No, I not think a loser. it'll be funny if you were to win. It'd be funny. You get get riled. I, it's, Sorry, it's, get riled. No, not, I like it really. Not, oh, not, no. not a, not a loser. game. I'm the loose game cock. <laughs> Let's get on with this, shall we? The first player you've got to pick, and you're and you're bidding first, all right, Pete? All right. Pete, by the way, has eschewed a pen and paper, which is a bit. I ignore like three football teams. Care? I that's can remember them. True. <laughs> <laughs> I did Sarah Osaka, and that was my finest hour. That's all I had. <laughs> oh God! Your f- your first player, ladies and gentlemen, is with five teams. Mm-hmm. Last seen coaching uh, Wang Wangzhou, ever, uh, not Evergrande, R and F. Mm-hmm. In the Chinese Super League, it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Oh, goodness. Five teams he has for you, PTD. And also for Vish, who is writing feverishly. He's just writing. Pete, you're shit. I'm going to go for two, please. Very good. Two is a good bid. Mm. How many have you managed to? I'm looking over his shoulder, which I shouldn't be doing because the mics are directional, obviously. So I have two as well, shit. Ah, oh. Big chat from you, Visho. Yeah, I know. So what happens now? What a nab. Uh, so I'm going to go three. Okay. Uh, I would like Fish to name his three, please. I've pressured him into it. Let's you, have him. You have. The amazing, the mind game's already paying off from your corner. Fish. So, Feyenoord. Birgids. Tick. Rangers. And? I don't know why I think this. <laughs> Maybe it's a complete lie. Did he play for Arsenal? Hey! He I was, did. I, I, that, even I was excited by that, Vish. Well done. That didn't, that, I don't know, I couldn't square that. didn't feel right. No, yeah. Were you, were you playing him or was that just... <laughs> no, no, I just, generally just can't... Yeah. Just trying to get a sense... That was my last one, yeah. Trying to get a sense three. of the strategy here. Yeah. Okay, one point to Vish. The other players are... Oh, in fact, I'll just go down all of them. Feyenoord first up, then RKC Walwijk. Um, Rangers after that, then on to Arsenal from Rangers, Barcelona, and back to Feyenoord. After all that, I <laughs> forget Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> you did well. It's fine. You don't need to. You don't need to. It's not Andy Brassel's thing here, where one person, you know, votes one and he puts in seven. Um, right. Next up, 
seven clubs, in fact. Stephen Fletcher is your boy, Fish. Your bid, please. Uh, oh, shit house. Seven. Um, seven whole clubs. Years of operation. Ongoing. Oper- 2000, 2004 onwards. Stephen Fletcher. Uh, I'm going to go for th- three. Three. It's a strong bid. Is it? Oh, can I do one? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I can do two. Do two. Unfortunately, two, yeah, as I enough, understand it, is, is one Vish, less than three. Yep. Uh, so, he played for Hibs. Very good. His first club. Ooh. He played for Rangers. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Ooh. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> That was the sound of Vish's brain farting. Um, <laughs> he did not play He's for... Scottish, he has to have played for Rangers. Oh, naughty, let's not <laughs> go down deal. that route, please. Uh, the clubs that <laughs> Stephen Fletcher has played for are Hibs, as you correctly asserted, Burnley, Wolves, Sunderland, Marseille on loan, uh, Sheffield Wednesday and on club Stoke City. How did I have Sheffield Wednesday? How did you? Yeah, and then they're not... I had hips and something. Why, why did you not? <laughs> Doesn't matter. You, Sorry. You win. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Good job, Pete. Thanks. Okay, so let's keep this thing... Let's keep the show on the road. Despite... <laughs> let's keep the show on the road. <laughs> Pauses for three seconds. <laughs> Despite m- minor provocation ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, let us get to the next one. It's your bid, yep. Pete. And the man we're going to be looking at is Wayne Routledge. He's got nine clubs. <clears throat> Three. Good. We should get some of that music, you know, like, you know, like Countdown or something. Or the one with the breathing, the heavy breathing. Mm. <sighs> got any back? We don't need to hear your Instagram DM. <laughs> what have you got for us, Vish? <laughs> I can do four. Can oh, you? Yeah. Can oh, you, though? I can, yeah. All right, do four. Crystal Palace. Very good. <clears throat> Newcastle United. Queen's Park Rangers, Swansea motherfucking city. <sighs> Lovely. Very good. No need for that. <laughs> I went to a christening the other day. And one of the fellow guests said motherfuckers wow. in the church. Why? Why? Just like shouted it. I'm going to dunk this motherfucking baby. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. Let's get this motherfucking baby Christianed. <laughs> Flash it. Flash <laughs> this fucker. <laughs> If you're listening, Tom, I thought you were a disgrace. Right, nine <laughs> clubs it was. Vish gets the point there. The other ones, or starting with your first one, which was Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, he then played for Tottenham Hotspur. Portsmouth on loan, Fulham on loan, Aston Villa uh, from 2008 to nine. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff City on loan, QPR, Newcastle United, QPR again. That was a loan move. And then Swansea motherfucking City. Good. Boom. 2-1 to Vish at the moment. Next to bid, it is Vish. I'm going to claw it back. It's with Vish. Pete's getting riled. Good news. Or like, very, very gently riled. Um, I like this one. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. I don't yeah. know. I just think, I think this could be, I think this could be fighty, this one, which is lucky because obviously if, if Pete, you don't get it, as we know, you don't win. So. It's like you're finding out the rules as you talk. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's quite Someone in your earpiece. I like yeah. it. I like it as a collaborative exercise <laughs> the between me sphinx. and bits of my brain. Yeah. Um, You've got the head of a lion and the body of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Seven clubs for this guy. Don't undermine the quiz master, Vesh. You know what could or happen. her body. <laughs> Good point. Uh, seven clubs for this guy, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Ooh, ooh, that's a nice one. I think, yeah. Oh, 
I think I've got big faith <laughs> in big D. That's you, Pete. Big D energy. <laughs> um, oh, that's a little awkward noise. Just trying to harmonise. That's all right. With you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go four. Good. I think that's a good... I've already, good got, I've already got three. That's a good bid. Yeah, it's a good bid. Respect. I've already got three. Respect to the lad. Get on then. For the win, Vitushin. Uh So Manchester United, Arsenal. Cool. Dortmund. Yeah. And Ajax. Oh! oh! He's dropped his pen. He's dropped what? his pen. He's dropped a bollock, more like. <laughs> it's, it is It is not... Correct, that Henrik Mkhitaryan <laughs> played for Ajax. Uh, I had fucking Roma down as well. Why did I just say Roma, that? Ro- what? You just read out a completely different club to the one you wrote down? No, no, I mean, I wrote, I wrote five All right. down. I think right. So it turns out your thing with not oh, having a pen and paper was actually quite clever. Yeah. It's 2-2. Two, two. Oh, tasty. <laughs> we did not think we would necessarily be here, did not we? Well done, Pete. He didn't play for Ajax. He did not play for Ajax. <laughs> he did not. Uh, the clubs he played for are difficult to read in some cases, starting with Punic, Punic, the Armenian club. Now, this one is Metalur Donetsk. That's a Ukrainian club that is now sadly bankrupt. Shakhtar Donetsk, Borussia Dortmund, as you correctly identified, much United, Arsenal, and then Roma. Christ on a bendy bus. I've got no (laughs) idea why you went down that route. And what that means is the man making the bid is Pete Donaldson. Yes, please. Give me the player. player. Let's ready ourselves with that button, shall we? It's a tie at the moment to take the win. Your bid, please. Pete Donaldson for the six clubs of Jesse Lingard. (laughs) Oh. I believe in you. Three. Is that the sweet spot? Is it? I fear it's not the sweet spot, Pete. No. I don't, as loath as I am to intervene on your behalf, you sure you don't want to? You don't want to up it by one? No, I don't. No, I okay, stick where I am. Yeah. So I think Vish might be floundering. Do you think so? I don't he was know. seeming a bit. Oh, fl- he looks a bit worried. That whole thing with Ajax <laughs> was a bit floundery. I've got to say, yeah, like a big flabby fish. Come on, flabby fish. Let's let's get your let's get your bid in. The listeners want to go home. Oh my get god. Get out of the car or whatever it is they're doing right now. My poor sweet brain. Oh. I I I I could only do three, I think. The trash talking is gonna make you look pretty fucking stupid, Visho. I think you might have to bid higher. No, generally, like I I, I think I only You're gonna pass it over to Donaldson to do three. <laughs> oh no. Uh yeah. Can you have your breakdown a bit more quickly, please? <laughs> yeah, no, I, like do it. All right. For the win, Pete Donaldson. What, I've got to do four? No. Three. Oh, just go to three. He's not even trying... He's, 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 the floor is yours. Oh. No, I believe in a, you. We all believe in you. Here's a thing. Um, <laughs> we don't a, all believe in you. Oh, my thing. God! Uh, <laughs> this up? Uh, it seems like you might Man- not be the only one who's fucked it up. Manchester United. Good man. West Ham. Good man. And... I think it might be Brentford. No? Ah! Oh, fuck no! it. <laughs> fuck it. In the box. <sighs> Sorry, everyone. I'd like to apologise <laughs> on the terrible performance I just did <laughs> once again. <laughs> oh, the least noble win since... Mm. 
Oh, that one. Last the, week. That one. And Pete Noble, that. West Ham. That one, West Ham. That, <laughs> West Ham. <laughs> that one in the really heavily doping 100 metre final. Um, Give us his clubs, let's get out of it. 88. <laughs> rubbish. Congratulations. Absolute rubbish. Congratulations, Vish, but I don't think you've won the hearts and the minds of listeners no. with that particular performance. The answer is that... I don't Jesse, want their hearts or their minds. I probably would want their kidneys at a future wallet. point in time. The list of six Jesse Lingard clubs that sadly does not feature Brentford is Manchester United, Leicester City, Birmingham City, oh, Brighton and Hove, Albion, Derby County and West Ham. I knew it was like a Brighton-y, <laughs> Brentford-y... Yeah. What was your three, by the way, out of interest? What was your third one? <laughs> I'm not going to give you the third one. You didn't have one! No, I mean, I had PSG. one. PSG, what's have, wrong with I you? Have, I have <laughs> scribbled out so far, I've gone through the paper. I had West Ham and Manchester United and I... Um, yeah, I'm going to take the third one. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I want to know. Sorry. We'll find out afterwards. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> All right, people. Thanks for listening. Newcastle. To that shambles. It's it's in Newcastle. <laughs> this, this is an absolute. Come on, mate. <laughs> you are a charlatan. Um, on which note, from the three charlatans in the studio, thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.